What up, Instagram world? What up, Spotify world? What up, Apple Podcast world? This is episode 18 of season two of the Dirty Water Podcast. Um, we're doing things a little differently. We got Schmidto producing, uh, taking over Dang for it. Billy. So we're going to see how this comes out. Schmidto, not, don't, not don't, the producer. Not, yeah. You know, not a natural producer, he <laughs> yeah. says. I think it's going to come out great. Um, it's going to be all football week. And today is Tuesday, November the 30th. Uh, major college football stuff happening, major NFL stuff happening. We're going to get right into it. Billy Schmidt, what's up, gentlemen? How was your Thanksgiving? Um, Thanksgiving was great. As a sports fan, the, the past, like, th- three or four days have been hell. Uh, it's the reason I'm slowly stepping back from the podcast. No, not, not actually the reason, but I am freaking depressed. Um, UVA, touchdown favorite, lost to a rival. We've won one out of the last 19 meetups with them. Steelers just got mollywopped this weekend, and then UVA basketball lost a really tight one last night versus Iowa. So uh, sports-wise, not doing well. Um, I am kind of, you know, moved across town. Won't be able to do the podcast quite as much, so that's why we're having Matt take over. So I will come on from time to time as I can, uh, but just moving away from, from Dirty Waters making it tough for me. So I will miss that. Um, so yeah, kind of a kind of a sad week all around. Pissed about my teams. Bummed to be leaving. Let's but... pick the spirits up, man. Jesus, <laughs> Billy, it's not a hey, funeral I, today. Schmidt, what's up, I man? I think my Thanksgiving picks went three and zero, if I remember correctly. I think so. That was a good start. Then Saturday was just like absolute chaos in the college football world, followed by more chaos with the coaching carousel. Um, we got. Shit, baseball's been crazy too with free agent signings. Mm-hmm. So it's just Sports a mess and nobody been, else. Been nuts. Much. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Rangers signed oh, no, Seager and Siemens. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to add fourth place team. Forgot to add Scherzer to the Mets as part of my d- depressed sports fandom. So, God, yeah, really? I'm down bad, boys. I'm I, down real bad. <laughs> I was gonna say I missed you guys doing the solo show the other day. I don't know, Billy. Uh, you gotta, you gotta bring us down to the minutes. Let, let's pick it back up. Um, obviously. We are now going into the final weekend, final full weekend of college football with the conference title game. So I guess it's not a full weekend. The last weekend was the mm-hmm. regular season finale. And, of course, Army-Navy in a couple weeks, as always. Um, before we even get into the gambling stuff, I was, I, off air, I, I was texting these guys in the way in. I don't know if you guys, has anybody seen this Lincoln-Riley deal? Going to USC. Daddy. Ten years, $115 million, Six million dollar house, unlimited access, twenty four seven for his immediate family to the company, the the corporate jet, and they bought his two Norman, Oklahoma homes for five hundred thousand over market value. Why did I ever leave coaching? You you left you left out uh, full time ball liquor. If he ever wants his ball, you got to have the L and B factor. The L and B factor is is, is is monstrous. Yeah, no, he um, can do whatever he wants. Brian, and then, and then Brian Kelly yeah. goes to LSU for ninety five, cool ten ninety five, coming off the Mel Tucker and the James Franklin extensions. That was a bigger surprise to me because we kind of heard a lot of Lincoln Riley rumors, not necessarily to USC specifically, so, but heard yeah. that he was moving and. Uh, Brian Kelly, I don't think anybody thought was going to be. Would they ever leave Notre Dame? No, yeah. Riley pulled that move where he was like, he was at, he was being asked by reporters, and he said, "I am not going to be LSU's next head coach." Yeah, yeah. Right. And then <laughs> the next day, he's headed off to USC. Yeah. Um, good for him, though. Now, hey, look, you know anybody who criticizes these guys, oh, like loyalty. Let, let me tell you something: universities will fire you that fast. Uh, it has happened to me one, two, three, four times. I've worked under head coaches that have gotten fired. 
uh, for a variety of reasons. Some were for not winning, some for because when I was at UT Dallas, two vice presidents were in a fight with each other, and because the one VP's guy was my boss, mm -hmm. the other VP was who we actually operated under, we got fired after just two years, coming off of a, an 18 and seven record. So. Well, you know, gambling podcasts aren't that different. That's why I'm actually I'm getting out before you guys fire me for bad picks. So I'm, I'm moving on. Point being, man, I don't mind these guys going to get their money and get their jobs and get their yeah. get their families straight. I mean, athletes do it. Why not coaches? I I, I yeah. believe me. Having seen, I I go through stories, stories. I know one one time I talked about uh, my relationship with the Bowden family and Rich Rodriguez and all them, and I watched Rich Rodriguez not get a job that he was told he had uh, in real time. Uh, at Tulane, so you know the the loyalty is, is or the disloyalty goes both ways. Believe me, from universities. But anyway, let's talk about what's going to happen on the field and in our betting world. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about the college football right now. We're we're going to the conference title games. I'd say it's fair to assess there are about six teams left for those four spots in the college football playoff. We'll see what the rankings are tonight. I think it's going to be interesting. The order of four, five, six. Um, with what likely is uh, Bama, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. The reason I think it's interesting is who has the ability to jump who? So, obviously, if Bama wins, they're in. But let's say they lose. Let's, while we, let's start well, with numbers no, before we well, get no, I'm, I'm going to hear that, but let me, let me finish my thought here with why 4, 5, 6 matters, and then we will totally get into the numbers. Notre Dame, no more games to be played, so they're standing pat. Oklahoma State, yep. a Big 12 title game to be played where they are they're a slight favorite. Versus Baylor. Versus yes. Baylor. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rankings fall tonight, giving teams the ability or inability to jump another team based on an upcoming result this weekend or a lack of a result in Notre yeah. Dame's case. That's where I wanted to go with that. So, Agreed. Billy, hit us with the, uh, with the odds okay. on winning yeah. the national title. Yeah, so national title odds, these are kind of – you know, imply the odds to make the college football playoffs as well, given the order. Your favorite, obviously, is the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, they are minus 222 from what I'm seeing. Uh, their competition this weekend is still second most favorite, Alabama at plus 550. Then it's Michigan, who just came off a huge win versus Ohio State at plus 700, matching up against Iowa this weekend in the Big Ten championship game. Oklahoma State is plus 1,100 versus Baylor. That is a surprising one to me. We'll talk about that in a second. Fifth in odds, so uh, Vegas has them outside looking in, is Cincinnati at plus 1,400. They are playing Houston this weekend. And then it's Notre Dame at plus 2,500. So Notre Dame, God, I wish we had – when did you pull these odds? This morning, like two hours ago. It would be interesting to see what the Notre Dame odds were before Brian Kelly left. Yeah. How much it's changed in 24 hours. I I'll don't bet think you, it went up. <laughs> I'll bet you that's a big drop. Yeah. Because I have a hard time believing Notre Dame plus 2,500, Cincinnati's plus 1,400. Yes. Wow, that's, that is a significant difference between two schools that played each other. Obviously, we know Cincinnati won head-to-head. -head. I think conventional wisdom would agree, well, maybe not you guys can disagree with me, that Notre Dame has a – Hair of a better chance to win a national title than the Cincinnati this year, just based on the talent on the field. Maybe, maybe you disagree with me. I don't know about that. Uh, thoughts? No, I mean, I think what they're saying is that Notre Dame is on the outside looking in pretty clearly um, in the college football playoff. I mean, I don't see how they jump Cincinnati if Cincinnati wins. Um, so I think, and then if Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 championship, Notre Dame is 
sitting on the sideline and not going to be in the mix. I think that's kind of what these odds imply. I think it has less to do with the coaching change and more so just with how we think the committee is going to react. So let me throw a scenario out to you guys. Bama loses. Cincinnati loses. Michigan loses. Is Notre Dame in the playoff? Cincinnati loses, Michigan yeah. loses, uh, Bama loses. Bama loses. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If all, I think that's the only thing that gets met. Two out of three. No. Who's in? Pick, pick, uh, pick winner, and then give me the four. I, um, uh, I think if Bama wins, Georgia and Bama are in. If Michigan wins, Michigan is in. Right. And then I think if Oklahoma State wins, they would stay ahead of Notre Dame as well, even if Cincy loses. So that's kind of the big question is that Oklahoma – that's why I want to see how this plays out tonight with five and six because it's, to me it's the Notre Dame-Oklahoma State question might be the biggest question of tonight. So, so here's, here's why I think – forget the whole coaching change at Notre Dame. Here's why I think they're outside looking in no matter what. They do not have a quality win this season. They, don't, they haven't beaten a team that's ended up in the top 25. Maybe their best win is Wisconsin early in the yeah. season. They haven't played anyone good recently. I'm including my fucking Wahoos who dropped the goddamn ball this, this weekend. I'm going to bring that up again, I'm sure, at some point. But they don't have a quality win. They haven't beaten anybody good. Every, every other team has a quality win or multiple quality wins. Notre Dame ain't got shit. Schmidt, is it fair to say that Wisconsin lost to Minnesota ruined Notre Dame's chances? Yeah, I think so. And we've also seen the committee – you know, place like a special emphasis on those conference championship games. Um, that's kind of, you know, that's why the Big 12 wanted a conference championship game so bad was because Baylor and TCU, TCU were getting left out. Um, and, you know, when they were kind of in a similar position um, and the committee has just like, you know, given the benefit of doubt to teams that play that extra game, which Notre Dame obviously doesn't have a chance to do. See, for me, it's the Madison Avenue factor here. If, if we have a college football semifinal where Bama and Michigan are the top two, uh, pardon me, Georgia and Michigan are the top two, let's say, against Cincinnati and Oklahoma State, 3-4, we can decide who's three, who's four, it doesn't matter. Okay. How bad are those TV ratings? And how bad does that hurt Madison Avenue? How bad is New York, Chicago, L.A. just getting ready for New Year's Eve and not even watching college football? And does that impact the committee? Yeah, I, I, so I think, I, think, I think you're right. Like the teams that if we just look at TV ratings and we're saying the, the whole system is, is corrupt and they're just going to put in the, the teams that are going to make the most money, Georgia, Bama, Michigan, Notre Dame. Because um, remember something that's really, I think, important here. College football is the one sport in college that the NCAA controls nothing with regard to its championship play. It does at right. the FCS level but not at the FBS level. It's a committee. It's an independent committee. They don't work for the NCAA. They have no NCAA oversight. They are creating a four-team tournament. They can create the four-team tournament by whatever criteria they choose. Money, look at the amount these coaches just got paid in the last couple there's days. A, there's a lot of money changing There's a hands. lot of money yeah, changing yeah. Oh. hands. If you have any chance to fiddle with it and stick Notre Dame as a four seed, don't they try to? I don't think they do, though. I don't think there's any – because, like, I, I feel like even though it's – I think it's a semi-corrupt system behind the scenes, I think they do need a farce of logic. 
So in order for that to actually happen, I think Cincy has to lose and Michigan has to lose and Oklahoma State has to lose in order for them to get in. And they'll just kick the shit out of Cincy. They'll send Cincy packing. Yeah, and I, I, I think we're underestimating how much people want to see Cincinnati play that top seed, a non-Power 5 school, play Georgia in that first game and see if Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati can compete. Um, I think... Shit, I wish we could bet on ratings. We, we'll see what the ratings are with Cincinnati in that first game compared to, you know, Notre Dame um, from previous seasons. Schmidt, when Georgia's up 31 nothing at halftime against Cincinnati, who's watching the second well, half of that game? Who's going to be watching Notre Dame? We, we know what it's Notre, Notre Dame. We know what Notre Dame is going to do in the playoffs. They barely beat Florida State. They it's Notre suck. Dame. People love Notre Dame in New York. Notre Dame lost by double. By two possessions to Cincinnati, to Cincinnati early in the season. That is true. So if you want to argue who has a better chance, you would think the team that beat the other team head-to-head. No, but. no, no. You're, you're being fair, but this is business. That's right. where I'm no, going. I'm just, I feel you. I feel you. I think people will tune in to watch Cincinnati. So let me, let me ask you guys this question. What, what has to happen for Bama to be out? How bad do they have to lose? Do you, well, let's start here. If, if they lose and they have two losses, is Bama out? They need help. Okay. I say if Bama loses and those that are in position, which is essentially Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Michigan too, mm-hmm. if they all win, I think Bama is out. Um, even if it's a close one? I think even if it's a close one, I think Bama has just skated and skated, if we're being fair here. Right. The other element is this. If Bama, and this is, I think, a major factor in this too. If Bama were to be in on a loss, they've got to be the four seed. They do not want a Georgia-Bama semifinal. That's true. That's a problem. You cannot give Georgia, if they win the SEC championship, clearly they have won the one seed and give them the hardest opponent in the semifinal. That's just wrong. Yeah. Okay. So what what do you think? So, yeah, I think if Bama keeps it within, like, a field goal or so, if they have a chance, you know, in the the fourth quarter and make it a game – I think they get the benefit of doubt. As you know, if, if, they're the if, four? Every, if everyone else That's, wins, yeah. too, if Michigan wins, Oklahoma no, State they're wins, Cincinnati wins. Because yeah. then who's if out? If everybody else wins, so it would be Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and well, Michigan. We'll, we'll find out tonight with the, with the order. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Shmita, the way you're building that, Oklahoma State would be out. Yeah, no. Is I, a one-loss I, Big 12 I, champion deserving to be out if there's a two-loss SEC team? I kind of think so, just because I'm like think the Big Twelve sucks, but I don't think the rest of the nation views it that quite like that. Yeah, I I, I think that this is the exact situation in which the money changing hands come comes into play because it there's an argument to be made either way. If Bama plays Georgia close, then clearly they are one of the four best teams because you played clearly the best team as close as anyone was expecting you to play. Yeah, and then that's the opportunity for the committee to say. TV ratings, TV money, grease our pockets, put them in because we have a semi-legitimate argument. Some people might disagree with it, but at least a, an argument to make for greasing our own pockets. So. Yeah. But the seating, I'm telling you, the seating's going to come into play here because the last thing they want, the, here's what they don't want. They have okay. a cop-out just to give Cincinnati that fourth seed. I think that would be, and makes sense. Yeah, because here's what they don't want. They don't want a Georgia-Bama semifinal, Okay. And then a Georgia whitewash national championship game on January 10th against whoever, which yeah. is what it would be. They want if they can get it. If 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 you're if you're right, and Bama loses but it's close, 
they got to find a way to manipulate this thing to make him a three seed and let him play Michigan. And let so, then you have an interesting game because then you got Saban versus Harbaugh. What that means is tonight they have to make Bam, they have to keep Bam, Bam two. Well, they're not two right now. Well, they have to make Bam. Or, but I don't know how they do that after almost I, losing to Auburn. I don't, no, you're right. Because right. if they lose, you have to drop them. So you have to be two to start to drop to three. And make so Michigan you, three? Yeah. Now you're actually right about that. I kind of agree with I you. I don't know how you justify doing that. I think Michigan deserves the two because Bam almost just fucking lost to Auburn. But uh, I think if, if they want to keep Bam in, they got to put him two tonight. No, I, I, I actually – you know what? I think you're right. I think that's what happens. What, you you, you I disagree. Think, well, I can, I can no, I, I just don't – I don't – you know – there's not a lot, lot of rhyme or reason with, like, how the committee's done stuff in the past. I don't know if they're going to, like, I don't know if they have to hold to their, you know, rankings this week um, after what happens this weekend. I think they can have an excuse just to put Cincinnati with that fourth seed, especially if they, you know, beat Houston by, like, a t- no more than a touchdown. We're saying right now, what do you think the, what do you think right the, four, how do you think it's going to play out tonight? I think it will be Georgia. I don't fucking know. Michigan. I think it's going to be Michigan. Oh, you think it's going to be Michigan, too? I, I, think, I think if they want to keep him in, they, they should put him, too. I think it should be Michigan at two. But what do you think it's going to be? I'm still sticking with Michigan at two. What do you think? Okay, I'm going Georgia, Bama, Michigan, Cincinnati. Then I'm going Notre Dame, number five. But I, don't, I think Oklahoma State jumps Notre Dame with, with a, a Big 12 win. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I'm with Schmidt. Actually, okay. I, I think it's exactly how it's going to play out yeah. for with your logic, Billy. I think Bama gets the number two okay. spot. Grease them Be- pockets, because, baby. <laughs> because if you if you if you, they can always say if you look at the season as a whole, forget like recency. Yes, Michigan has the by far the most high quality win in recent weeks. Yeah. Over over Bama over Georgia. Well, Georgia's just killing everybody, so they're kind of out of the conversation. But easily, Michigan win versus Ohio State, and by two touchdowns. And it was this past yeah. week. I mean, it's kind of the win of the year in college football right now, considering oh, yeah. that the opening week Georgia-Clemson win now kind of faded out because Clemson's not that good. It really is the win of the year, um, and it would justify them at two. But it's going to be really hard to not drop Bama out at three if they lose, but dropping them from two to three yeah. is a much easier move. Right. I agree. Right. I think that's exactly how this plays out. I think Bama is two tonight. I think Georgia beats Bama next week. I think Bama drops to three, and it's going to be really interesting. Got to hope somebody else loses. If if and everybody wins, hope. if Oklahoma State can jump Cincinnati, yeah, well, that'll yeah, be yeah. the interesting one. Um, let's so let's do, get into the odds. Yeah, call. do we do we want to? Personally, this might be kind of a crazy take right now. I think of the at those odds. My favorite bet again. It's Georgia minus two twenty-two, Bama five fifty, Michigan plus five. Uh, sorry, Michigan plus seven hundred, Oklahoma State eleven hundred, Cincy fourteen hundred, Notre Dame twenty-five hundred. I'm going with Bama five fifty. Yeah. I think I think that there is a very real situation in which they lose and get in. And frankly, I think there's a very real situation that they could pull off the upset. In which case, their odds go through the roof. And again, I always think about futures like a stock. I think I think Bama has the best case for losing. And still getting in of any of the teams, no other than Georgia, obviously. Um, but but I, I just like what, where you're getting, you know, five and a half to one odds there. Uh, I think Bama is the only other team here besides Georgia that's actually good enough to win a national championship this year. Um, so so I like him at five fifty. That would be where my money's at. Schmidt, 
Yeah, I just um, I want to point out too. We did talk about betting on Michigan a few weeks ago when they were like forty-four to one. I wasn't smart enough to follow. I forget who said it out of the two. I didn't one think, of y'all I didn't brought it up. It wasn't me. I, didn't I wasn't think smart enough. I'll, I'll take credit it. for it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I say every day. So yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, it's possible. Yeah, somebody pointed it out. Yeah, somebody wrote back I the tape for us. Go back. And um, at those odds, yeah. I just like. I think it's. I'm just not betting against Saban. Um, I don't think, even if Oklahoma State gets there, I have like, I don't have much hope for them. You know, running the table in the college football playoff, their offense really, really lacks. Their defense is great, but it's not Georgia's defense. Um, so, I like if I'm going to put money down, it's going to be on Bama at these odds. And honestly, I don't want I don't want to throw disrespect to Georgia too because they I think they deserve to be the clear favorite. Like going, I just I just hate betting on favorites. I honestly don't think like just over minus 200 for them is, is an unfair number. Like, they're they're the only team that's guaranteed to get in. And no. unless they play Bama again, I think they're head and shoulders better than the other guys. So, really, I feel like it's a it's a cakewalk to the championship game for them, and the, the committee won't put them up against Bama twice. Unless Bama wins, they actually might want that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, no disrespect to Bama. I just hate betting favorites. I, I, I think they deserve to be there. I don't want, want you guys to think that we're, we're slighting them. And, like, another way to think about it, too, I think this will be Bama's peak. Like, we're buying low on Bama here with the prospect of them making um, the college football playoff either by, you know, covering the spread this week, making it a close game, or winning. If they win this game, their odds are going to shorten quite a bit, where Georgia's might – you might get Georgia more like at, at you know, number. even money if – Bama upsets them yes. on Saturday. I, I, that's a great. I didn't even have that thought, yeah. but I, I, frankly, I hope Bama beats Georgia just so I can bet on Georgia to yeah. win the national title when that that number changes. It's going to be interesting to see, given that Georgia knows they're in the college football playoff, and I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, but we'll see with the rankings tonight. I think the committee will find a way to not pair them up in this national semifinal if indeed they both make it. I really wonder if Georgia is going to go oversimplify, not yeah. worry about winning as much, and hide some things that they might potentially do against Bama in a playoff yeah. game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they would match them up either. I think, I think if Georgia loses to Bama, they drop to two and Bama's one. No, no, no. I'm saying, so I'm saying, agreed, they will not play in the semis. Right. So I want that, to that. Yeah. I wonder, but potentially in the championship game, I wonder if Georgia is going to do everything they would normally do to win a football game on Saturday, yeah. knowing full well that, that they, they are in. They're, yeah, they're going to be in that. If they lose, they're in the two-three game, and it won't be against Bama because Bama will be one. You ready for a shitty pun? Do you think Kirby is that smart? Oh, <laughs> on that. Man. All right, we're going to hit you with some point spreads for the for Saturday or for Friday, Saturday, because there's a Friday Pac-12 game. Um, you guys can choose to pick a game, not pick a game. Yep. I don't know what you guys have done. We don't yeah, always talk about this off air. Yeah. Here's what I've got according to Gambit. The Pac-12 title game, Friday night, Oregon plus two and a half versus Utah. Uh, remember, all these games are neutral sites, so there is no home. Yep. So there's no three-point. My, my college betting is done for the year. I won. I'm ahead. I hit about 60%. We'll get into that maybe another week. Um, but for me, nothing is falling in my system anymore because everything's neutral site. Oregon is plus two and a half. Utah's the favorite. Yeah, I'm, Utah I'm, beat them recently. Beat them bad recently yeah. at Utah. I'm taking an Oregon revenge game. I had plus three, but I'll take them at plus two and a half. I think Oregon money line here. I think revenge game for them. 
I'm sticking with Utah. They rushed for 208 yards and dominated time of possession that first game, 138-7, as you said. Um, I just don't think that much has changed over the last couple of weeks. Got tape on them, baby. (laughs) Baylor is a a four-and-a-half-point underdog versus the Cowboys and the mullet man Mike Gunny of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat Baylor 24-12 in October despite Spencer Sanders throwing three interceptions. With that said, I'm going with Baylor plus four-and-a-half. I just think it's going to be a close game between two hard-nosed defenses. Um, I think Oklahoma State wins by three. I'm staying away from this one. Don't know what's going to happen. AAC title game. Normally we wouldn't talk about this conference, but it's relevant given our conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston Cougars. This is a not or not. This might be the only non rematch of the of, the, of Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Houston is a ten and a half point dog versus Cincinnati. What would have been really interesting is if Houston had won their first game of the year because they haven't lost since. That was their first loss. Um, so they're eleven and one, I think. Ten and one. Uh-huh. Um, I am going with Cincinnati. I think they still kind of want to, you know, put up some points and just solidify their spot in the college football playoff. For, um, Cincinnati's 8-4 against the spread. Houston's 7-5 and five against the spread this season for what, what that's worth. Yeah, I was surprised that this is a double-digit spread. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I've got Houston covering 10. I don't know if they've got everything to win, but we got to remember that Cincy hasn't really blown teams out. I mean, maybe they have the past couple weeks, but most of the season they were squeaking by inferior opponents. Um, I think Cincy wins this in a close one, but Houston covers. Bama, the big game, 4 o'clock. D.C. Dogs, we're ready for you. We'll be open at 11 in the morning. you got the all-day open bar for 40 bucks. Drink all you want from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. Dogs. Bama is a six-and-a-half-point underdog against the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta. Um, as we all know, Georgia's defense is just ridiculous. They've allowed only 6.9 points per game this season. But Alabama is the best offense they will have played um, once this game kicks off. Um, I'm really worried about Alabama's offensive line against Georgia, but I'm not betting against Saban. Give me Bama plus six and a half. I am staying away from this one. I thought that Georgia should be about a touchdown favorite, and sure enough, Vegas hit that nail on the head. Uh, The little hook with six and a half is not enough to get me to bet on on Georgia, um, I think it should be a great game. Staying away from it, though. Big Ten title game, the Iowa Hawkeyes, a 10-2 and two team here. This is this is no BS team. I, I think uh, they've kind of fallen under the radar here. 11.5-point underdog against Michigan. I just am not impressed by Iowa's offense. The only way they seem to see score points is special teams and defense. So I'm sticking with Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from this one. I was – uh, Iowa does not have a great offense. I think you're spot on there. I think they're going to struggle to score points, but they do have a decent defense. Ten and a half is a little too much for I got, me. I got 11 and a half for you. Uh, 11 and a half is, 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 I mean, still just not something I want to touch. I could totally see a situation where Iowa loses by like seven, and Iowa also could lose by 18. So I, I'm not confident on this one. I'm staying away from it, but I think Michigan definitely wins money line, but no value to bet that. I threw this in there. It really is somewhat of an irrelevant game, but it is a conference championship game, the ACC championship. Come on, man. Should we, should we skip it's my it? My ACC. It's should my we, ACC. We, all right, we'll do it. Wake Forest, two-and-a-half-point dogs versus Pitt. It's my favorite game of the week in terms of betting lines. Pitt is head and shoulders better than Wake. Wake's wheels have been falling off recently. Pitt looks strong as ever. Kenny Pickett is going to be the number one quarterback taken in the draft. 
Pitt is going to stomp Wake Forest. Three points, not enough. Um, I'm staying away. I what's the total on that game? Did you say? I, I wrote down. Uh, it's points. gonna be a lot of points. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be worth points. watching because there's gonna be points. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts on college before we slide a little NFL? So you said that game was irrelevant. I have one last right. irrelevant. <laughs> give it, give it, give it. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers over UTSA Roadrunners. The over under seventy and a half. Um, Western Kentucky has a leading passer in the nation, both yards and touchdowns. They're averaging 43 points per game this year. I'm taking Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, over. I won my bet this past week on, so I'm a hey. big fan. But about three weeks ago, I won on UTSA okay. in the same situation. <laughs> Money line or spread? What's um, the... Minus one and a half minus and over and half. 70 and a half points. So take the over. Yeah, I'm taking it. Take the over. <laughs> let's let, let's okay. let it roll. Bill, you have any thoughts on Western Kentucky and Texas San Antonio? None. None. <laughs> NFL guys. So before we get into what's going on this week in the NFL, we're gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of hit on the standings. We're getting to that point in the season where you know we gotta start looking at playoff seedings. And 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 I talked about this last week about a little solo show. Um, given the new structure of the NFL playoffs, this one seat is just immense because they're the only team with a bye on both sides, the AFC and the NFC. Um, it's kind of a three-horse race in the NFC, the AFC. Who the hell knows how many horses? There's still so many teams involved. So I'm going to just do a quick, quickie, quickie rundown. Of the we're, going to a, we're going to do a quickie on camera? Oh, quickie, man. quickie rundown uh, <laughs> of the standings of potential top seed uh, on both sides. Then we can talk about some conference uh, title odds, some Super Bowl odds. And if there's enough time, we'll get into, this, get, it, get into the weeds of the team's remaining schedule. So All right. in the AFC right now, Ravens lead at eight and three, Pats eight and four, Titans eight and four, Chiefs seven and four, Bengals seven and four, Bills seven and four. I think we'll cut it there in terms of teams we think can earn the one seed. We're just dealing with that right now. Yeah. On the NFC side, the Cards are nine and two, Pack nine and three, Bucks eight and three. Now here's where there's a little bit more. I'm gonna get in the weeds a little bit more. Okay. Back to the AFC. The Pats have a six and one AFC record. Okay, and that's pretty significant because that's a pretty big step above everybody else. In fact, I didn't even realize this until looking last night. The Chiefs are 2-4 and four in the AFC. Five of their wins are against the NFC team. So yeah. when we start getting the tiebreakers and stuff, it's going to matter. Flip that around so the Pats, if they get into a tiebreak situation with not the Bills, and they still have to play the Bills twice, yeah. uh, they're in, they have a big advantage. However... Let's say they split with Buffalo. They play two of the next four weeks. They play both games upcoming. The Pats do have a loss in the division because they lost to the Dolphins on opening day. The Bills don't. Mm -hmm. Decent chance, given that the Dolphins and the Jets both suck, that well, Dolphins, Dolphins are playing better, Anyways. I know. But talking about the Bills, not, just not, let's say. Not a big playoff team, If yeah. the Bills and the Pats were to split these two upcoming games yep. and fall into a tie, a 12-5 and five tie, an 11-6 tie at the end of the season, the Bills actually win that division tie break. So um, I just gave you a whole lot of shit. Let's get to the AFC, guys. Where did where, it actually here? Let me do one more thing. Odds to win the AFC, okay, as of right now. Okay. According to Gambit this morning, the, is the AFC not the Super Bowl? The Chiefs yep. are plus 325. The Buffalo Bills, ahead of the Pats, plus 350. Ravens plus 440. Pats plus 450, and then we can talk about a few other teams. The Titans, obviously, since Derrick Henry's injury, have dropped to plus 1050, and I think it's fair to say they're probably going to drop out of it. 
in terms of their chances. Uh, longer shots, but I think interesting to note. The Bengals plus 1,600 to win the AFC. The Chargers plus 1,650 to win the AFC. And in my opinion, a worthy team to discuss, the Colts plus 1,900 to win the AFC. Gentlemen. Absolutely love the Chiefs. Love the Chiefs here, and it's because of the other team's strength of schedules. You look at the Ravens, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. AFC North has the most difficult remaining schedule um, in terms of uh, win-loss record of their opponents. So Ravens that that are up there right now I think are going to drop a couple games. They looked like absolute dog shit uh, when they played the Browns the other night. Um, I, I don't trust them to keep that going. Pats just have the, those, those tough two games against the Bills, which could go either way. Uh, I think the Chiefs have the easiest remaining schedule. Here's the Chiefs' got, schedule real quick. I've okay. got it. I've, 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 I did show so, prep today. Right I know, but I, mean, I actually took the time <laughs> to write it down old school. Home against the Broncos, home against the Raiders, at the Chargers, home against the Steelers, at the Bengals, at the Broncos. That Week 17 game against the Bengals could mean a lot. Yeah, and oh, I yeah. think I think that's the only one they're going to lose. The Chargers, I thought earlier, were a team that stood a chance. I mean, they fucking beat the Chiefs earlier this season, but the wheels have kind of fallen off the Chargers. The Broncos, although they've won a couple games recently, I don't think are at the same level as them. Steelers, don't even get me started on my Steelers. We suck ass. Um, I think the, the Bengals is the hardest game they have left, and if that's your hardest game, I mean, I, I think they're taking the one seed. Yeah, and the, um, the Chiefs' defense, which was just like atrocious – those early weeks of the season has really come together in the last few weeks. Um, the offensive play calling has been better. Patty isn't just trying to, you know, go for the home run ball every single time. They're kind of figuring some things out. I don't want to bet against the Chiefs, but I do think, like, in terms of longer odds, I think the Bengals are the most interesting, as you mentioned um, right from the start. Like, I mean, they have offensive playmakers. They can run the ball or pass the ball. And their defense has been respectable for sure. The Bengals schedule down the stretch, home against the Chargers. So big game right off the bat this weekend. Two teams that are, we're going to say, are competing for the wild card. But to be honest, the Bengals still very much could win the the one seed as much as almost anyone else. So Chargers home, Niners home. Niners starting to play better. Niners are tough. At the Broncos, always tough to play a mile high. Home against the Ravens. Reminder, they beat the Ravens in Baltimore earlier this year. Home against the Chiefs. We know how tough that's going to be at the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are starting to fade now. I think that's a win for the Bengals. That's not an easy schedule. No. No, it's it's not easy, but it's winnable, right? Like, we've we've seen, like, almost all those teams be beatable. It's just about which, like, so many of those teams are flip-flops. Like, the the Chargers have looked great, have looked like shit. 49ers have looked great, have looked like shit. So, I mean, so many of them, it's like, which version of the team shows up? And that, that's kind of why I'm staying away from it. I think I think if you pick any of those other AFC teams, the Bengals are a good one to take just because the odds give you so much value at 16-1. Yeah, yeah. As a reminder, it's 16-1 it's to one to win the AFC. And I didn't mention this, but now I will. 34-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, God, I, I, I kind of I love that team right yeah. now. And, like, board. We've seen this in years past when there's not as much parity in the NFL. Like, anything can happen in the, in the playoffs once you get there. You know, it's one game and you're out. And then this year, all these Wide teams open. seem so, so close together, whether it's Kansas City or Indianapolis, you know, the Bills or the Bengals. Everyone's, there's not much a difference in terms of talent. Do we think that gaining the one seed given this structure is – just a big freaking deal. 
Yeah, because I think I think the wild card games are going to be hard games. Yeah. It's not going to be. I mean, Washington covered, but if we look at like the Bucks versus the football team, like I don't know, just like the the, the wild card games. I think the bottom teams, the seven seed, the the six seeds, I think are going to be legitimate contenders. And last year, I didn't think they were. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that one seed is as important as ever, um, especially right now when there's not you know much difference between the one seed and the seven seed. So you mentioned Washington. Let's let's jump into the NFC here. So rolling back, Cardinals nine and two, Packers nine and three, Bucks eight and three. I think it's fair to say, and Vegas agrees, these are the definite top three favorites. Then there's certainly a drop off when it goes beyond that. Odds wise, the Cowboys, the Rams, and so on and so forth. Um, as of right now, um, Packers seven and two NFC record. So you gotta like their chances in some tiebreakers for that one seed. Yep. We'll get into the schedules in a moment. Uh, but let me give you the odds on the three. So right now, God, it's it Tom Brady is still Tom friggin' Brady. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best odds to win the NFC at plus five ten. Yep. Followed by the Aaron Rodgers led. Are you I, sure that's not Super Bowl odds? No, no, no. Uh yeah, I did it backwards. I yep. did it backwards. Thank you. The Bucks are plus 250 to win the NFC. Yeah. The Packers are plus 350 to win the NFC. The Cards are plus 370 to win the NFC. Schmidt, my question for you. Given that the Packers have, I would say, a, a hair step better defense than the Bucks. Uh, certainly more balanced. Bucks stopped the run really well, but you can throw on the Bucks. Um, they definitely have the better running game because although Fournette went off this week. The Bucks running game has been really inconsistent all year, whereas now the Packers have two legit running backs. It's been pretty damn good. Dylan's really stepped up. Is it fair to say, after all these years, the 44-year-old Tom Brady, who is the greatest champion of them all, once again, Vegas agrees with me that Aaron Rodgers is a fraud? <laughs> There's no fraud. no fraud fraud in this conversation. Fraud, <laughs> fraud. There is no fraud in this con- conversation. Um, the Packers are the best team. I imagine Vegas is taking a lot more money on the Bucks. Everybody loves betting on Brady. Brady is. Do you know the why goat. everybody loves betting on Brady Brady's and not the, on Rodgers? Brady's the goat. Seven rings. Rodgers is Seven the best. Seven rings. Bro- I agree. I agree. Brady is the GOAT. Rodgers is the best quarterback He's ever. the best, best NFC thrower the best jumper. Um, but the Packers <laughs> are the best team in the NFC. I bet against them last week to my own demise, but they have the best resume. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Rams. They almost beat the Chiefs with Jordan Love at, quarter, at quarterback. Um, I think the Packers are the best team. I'm pretty pumped. I want Brady again in the NFC Championship. Now, you, brought, you mentioned the Cardinals. I just, I just want to throw yeah. this out there. Cardinals are 9-2, and two, still have the best record in the NFC, although the worst odds of the 3 plus 370. Let's remember, these two losses the Cardinals have taken are without Kyler, without Hopkins, uh, and, and with Chase Edmonds has been out for a couple of weeks of this. They're coming off a bye. It looks like Kyler's back. looks like Hopkins is back. Chase yep. Edmonds might be one more week. Uh, but Connor's done a great job running the ball for them. So really, when they had their full complement of guys, they they haven't lost a game this year. Um, are we overlooking the Cardinals? So I don't. I I think I think we are. I mean, just in that conversation because we didn't literally mention them, and they at least deserve to be mentioned. But I don't think they 
deserve to be up where the Bucks and the Packers are. Um, I think for me, the big thing is, is J.J. Watt. Like, like, how is their defense? I know it's been a few weeks since he's out, but how is that defense going to hold up? I don't think there's any question that their offense is going to be explosive, but their defense, to me, has not shown that they, they have figured it out like the Packers' defense has figured it out, which, frankly, you know, I, I don't know that the Packers necessarily have bigger names on defense than the Cards do. It just seems like they're gelling a little bit more. So uh, there's no question they've got an electric offense. I just, I just haven't seen anything out of the cards that tells me that they can compete with a, a, a Rodgers or a Brady. No disrespect to Kyler, but he's just not quite there. Yeah, um, I think we're kind of overlooking them a little bit, but they're still in that tier below the Packers and the Bucks. Because remember, the Packers beat the Cardinals in Arizona without Devontae Adams. Without they, Kyler Murray. No, Kyler Murray was in that game, was playing that they, game. Kyler Murray hasn't lost a game this year. Yeah, he, he lost the Packers. He, I think that's the game he got hurt in. Um, he played the whole game. I promise. We'll, we'll check on that. Okay. We'll we'll we're going to have to do a little fact I'll, check you on You guys that. talk. I'll check the tape. And then, um, <laughs> okay, and also the Packers defense has been doing it without Zadarius, um, Zadarius and Jair, Jair Alexander. Um, they're two best um, defensive players. So I still think the Cardinals are just that step below um, the top two teams in the NFC. Kyler did play the whole game. There was no other quarterback that threw a pass for Arizona. All right, but I still think that might be the game he did get injured in. Uh, but regardless, right. they, they get, they get the credit for the win. Is there another team? The, the AFC we talked about, we just mentioned a bunch of teams. We talked about the long odds and the Bengals. I mentioned the 6-6 six six Colts team still is, is relevant, even though right now they're not even in the playoffs. The NFC right now... Though the kettleballers of Washington are actually the seventh seed, which is hilarious after last night's win against Seattle. Um, by the way, si- sidebar: How bad? I don't know. Did you guys watch the end of the game last night? No. no. So I okay. <laughs> so the Seahawks score a touchdown. Oh, I did see. No. I'm Seahawks score a oh, touchdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go Sorry, for two. Don't get it. Yes. Kick an onside kick. Get the onside kick with about I think it was like in the neighborhood of about 15 seconds left down two. Yeah. But we're flagged for. Uh, not illegal motion, but or maybe they call it motion. But basically, one of the kick coverage guys who wasn't even on the side where the ball was kicked was sitting inside the hash instead of outside the hash, which was an illegal formation. formation. Pardon yeah. me, illegal formation, and they had to re-kick mm-hmm. and then you know Washington recovered. Yeah. How? It was a two, hilarious two, game. two questions. Two questions. A, a small one and a big one on that on the Seahawks. How bad was that that he lined up in the wrong spot when you're an NFL player? Part two to my question, a much bigger question how is bad are they? How, <laughs> how much is Russell Wilson done with Seattle? Oh, man. I mean, it just didn't look good. Like, he didn't even fucking target DK Metcalf until, like, halfway through the second. Like, oh, don't remind me. He's on my fantasy third, team, and I lost because third of quarter. There wasn't a target to DK. He doesn't look like himself. People have given him this kind of like, oh, he's still injured because the finger thing. It's like, okay, well, th- one way or another, he either needs to, to grow a pair, admit he's injured and not play, and give himself time to heal and give his team a legitimate chance, or maybe he's not that injured and just something in his brain is broke. I don't know. They don't look great right now. Uh, I have taken the strategy of I am betting on the Seahawks every week because I don't think they could possibly be this bad, but they just keep being this bad. Um, I, I really don't know what to say. The only bright spot for them was – a very, very fun and exciting blocked extra point return for, return for touchdown. For, you don't for see that two. often. Yeah, for two. Yeah, yeah I think, like, I think probably Russ is out and goes to, like, Giants. Denver. Denver, hey, maybe the Giants. Uh, Steelers. 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 Yeah, there's, there's plenty of teams, I guess. I can see that, too. 
But if you're like a Seattle, like can Seattle keep him there by getting rid of Pete Carroll? I guess. See, I feel like Seattle's getting ready to blow it all up. They've had a, they've had a really good run of success here, about 15 years. I think it might be time to blow it up. I think Russell Wilson is going to the New York Giants. I think that's lock, stock, and barrel. The Giants have huh? the, their own first-round pick, the Bears' first-round pick, so it's going to be two top-ten picks. That's a lot to give to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Russ Wilson in New York City. Uh, I know his wife is famous, but I'm not with the Times. Who is she? Sierra. Who, what does she do? I have no idea who she She's is. Singer. She's singing. She's a singer. Yeah, I see them living in New York, them being the big New York couple. I just being being hotter than us. Just being yeah, hotter yeah. than everybody and being in New York. I, I totally see that happening. I think the Seahawks are done. I think they're, 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 he's done with them. Okay. Is there another team outside the top three, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, that we want to discuss about their odds to win the NFC? I think the Rams could still figure it out. I think they have the pieces there. I think it's taken some time to gel with Von Miller and Odell Beckham. I think they have the pieces there to do it. I think uh, now's the time to jump on them. I really like their chances to win more games than they lose to finish the season, definitely make it into the playoffs, and possibly upset the one of the two seed if they sneak in towards the the tail end of the wild card spots. The the Rams are plus 560 to win the NFC and plus 1150 to win the Super Bowl right now, just just for note on that. Yeah, I think I'm done with the Rams after their their last few weeks, but um, I think the Cowboys still have the personnel um, to make a run. Remember, they've been without C.D. Lamb, without Amari Cooper the last few, well, two weeks. Cooper's been out. Cooper won one for the other. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, their coach is out this week. A lot Mitch of might help. issues right now. Not, I don't, <laughs> don't want to wish COVID on anyone, but it's not necessary. It's not going to yeah. hurt them um, in terms of game management, at least. Can Washington um, catch the Cowboys in the standings? Yeah. They played twice. They played twice in Washington. I mean, almost the entire end of their schedule is division games. Yeah. Like, I don't think they play out of division. So. When I ask the question, I don't mean, like, can they? Yeah, yeah. Mathematically, of course, we know they can. I mean, can they? No, I mean I, I mean division games not because it counts towards winning the division. I mean because most of the teams in their division suck nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. they can beat them. Similarly, though, um, Cowboys, yeah. their, their schedule is backloaded with division games. I think one of their six remaining opponents has a record above 500. So they have a pretty easy schedule as well. But... If Washington it would take a sweep to get it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think it could happen. Do we like Heineke? I, I Earlier this year, I don't know if it was to you guys or, or somebody else here, that I, I said Heineke is great for a game every year where he looks amazing and he earns himself another contract, and then the rest of the, game, the, rest of the year he sucks. And he has proved me wrong. He's, he's been good for – he's been very good for one game, and I think he's been adequate, serviceable, whatever you want to say, for two more. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he has enough there. Their defense still needs a little bit of work, but uh, last night they stepped up against the Seahawks. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to win that division. And Schmidt brought up the Cowboys. Cowboys are plus 590. Slight, slightly worse odds than the Rams, plus 560 to win the NFC, uh, plus 1,200 win the Super Bowl, as opposed to the Rams, plus 1,150. So that's kind of the second rung yeah. of teams after the top three. All right, anything else on uh, futures and Super Bowl? Or we're going to kind of get into the – into the week. I'm going to give a quick bet for you Patriots fans that still love Tom Brady. Parlay Bill Belichick, coach of the year, 
with Tom Brady MVP odds. They're both favorites right now. I thought you were going to say parlay the Patriots to win the AFC with the Bucks to win the NFC. That would be amazing if that happens. Um, what about a four parlay where you take yeah. mine and yours? <laughs> you could you you could uh, throw in the same. Uh, the NFL doesn't work this way, but you could throw in the same uh, corrupt question about the college football playoff as you could have. If the NFL could have a matchup, they would absolutely love the Patriots and the Bucks in the Super Bowl. The difference with the corruption, as you call it, I call it business. Uh, college football, college football, really, it really legitimately is going to make a difference. You know. With the, with the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is a spectacle. If the Bucks aren't in it, but the Cowboys are, or if the Cowboys aren't in it and the Packers are, I don't think you're going to have a big change in ratings. The AFC team, yeah, if you don't have the Patriots, but you have Mahomes, I, yeah. I, 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 my conspiracy level with the NFL is a lot lower because I think they're going to do right. well. The play, this is going to be such a great playoff, especially in the AFC. That opening wild card weekend is going to be insane. I think you're going to get a good Super Bowl matchup this year for the simple fact that we can talk about all these odds all we want. There is no favorite. I have yeah. no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl this year, and that's kind of awesome. I think the worst ratings matchup, if I can just throw them out there, Bengals-Cardinals. Worst Super Bowl. Worst <laughs> yes. Super Bowl yes. Yes. You're right. Nobody They're, would give a shit. Right. <laughs> no, nah, but they would, though. Or but, even, or even Cardinals-Titans. First of all, I will say, because we do this, this whole podcast is about sports gambling. The, what sports gambling has done it's made TV ratings. It really has. I mean, I don't care what two teams are in the Super Bowl. All those prop bets, all that crazy stuff that is created on Super Bowl Sunday by, by Gambit and every other platform, people bet on it, and then they've got to watch to see if it happens. Who wins a coin toss? It starts with that and everything else. Yep. Sun. How many times Romo says, you know, whatever the hell his catch line is. I mean, you literally bet on every freaking thing. So anyway, let's get into this week. Because we've got some really good matchups, and we have a lot, a lot of road favorites this week. I noticed yes, I was writing this down. Uh, so we're going to start with Thursday. The Dallas Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites at the New Orleans Saints. Reports are that Taysom Hill is taking first-team reps with the Saints this week. Yeah. Uh, I, this is what we've been waiting for for the Saints. Why the fuck were you starting Trevor Simeon? I know, like, Taysom Hill, like, had a little, like, one week with a concussion or something, but... Trevor Simeon's not the guy. Taysom Hill, you're paying him all that money. Let's see what he's worth. Yeah, when I looked at this line yesterday morning, it was actually Cowboys minus six, but the COVID bug has obviously been spreading. And, um, yeah, down to three and a half. Taysom Hill could be a problem. Yeah, my question for this game is how many more people in the Cowboys organization, players, coaches, staff, are going to be out with COVID. I think that's an interesting point. Vikings minus six and a half at the Lions. Go ahead. Go Dalvin ahead. Cook, I think he's out, and DeAndre Swift is also hurt. So, to me, it's like, how are these backup running backs going to respond? Jamal Williams didn't do much last week when Swift exited the game quite swiftly. Oh, Whoa. I like that. Uh, we have seen the Vikings play up and down to their competition. Are they going to play down to the lines this week? Yeah, the Vikings uh, minus 6.5 is, is almost funny to me because every single game of theirs comes down to the field goal. Yeah. Cardinals with Kyler Murray back, Hopkins back, some of the boys are back. Um, seven and a half point favorites at the Chicago Bears. Yeah, whether Arizona can cover this spread or not um, depends on how healthy Murray is to me. And if he's going to be willing to use his legs, he probably won't be because it is the Bears. 
if the Cardinals want to consider themselves an NFC contender, they have to blow the brakes off the Bears. I, uh, that's a great take. How, yeah, how healthy do the Cardinals stars look coming back? Uh, Tampa Bay, 11.5-point favorite at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's offense is totally different with Cordero Patterson healthy, which just kind of scares me away from touching this line. Um, yeah, I, I think Bucks are going to win this game. 11.5 seems about right. I'm staying away from that one. Uh, Fournette's hot. Gronk looked great. I don't know if AB is back or not. The Bucks might be kind of hitting their second wins here of the season. Uh, the Colts. Eight and a half. I'll tell you what, that, that game this past week with the Colts was, was obviously the game of the week. Colts, eight and a half point favorites at the Houston Texans coming off a loss to the New York Jets. Yeah, the Colts are 5-1 and one against the spread in away games this season. Um, can they keep that up on the road in Houston? Yeah, I, I mean, Colts are going to win this game. They, they've looked like a very, very good good team. They are a, like a couple small plays in a couple games away from being – a real like AFC leader, uh, they should win this one handily. Much like you said about the Cardinals, Cardinals, you, your mention was more if they're going to be that one seed, that leader in the NFC. I'm saying if the Colts are going to be a playoff team, do they need to just go blow out the Texans here? Yeah. Uh, we finally have a home favorite, Giants, three and a half point dogs at the now hot Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the Giants defense allowed 20, 29 and a half points per game in the first six weeks. They've allowed 15.2 points since week seven um, per game, which defense shows up? I, I just, like, can't buy the Dolphins because they haven't beaten anybody good. They keep squeaking out wins against mids teams. I, I don't know. Until they beat somebody good, I'm not paying attention to the, the Dolphins. My question is simple. Can the Giants score more than 10 points? Uh, the L.A. Chargers, three-and-a-half-point dogs at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is definitely the, game, the best game of the 1 o'clock matchups, yeah. I think it's fair to say. Uh, three and a half points. What we got? Yeah, does Burrow insert himself in the MVP conversation if they win? And we talked about Herbert a lot earlier in the year, and they kind of just have swapped spots. Um, I, I think that this is going to be super fun to watch. Uh, what's, do you have the over-under on that by chance? Um, I, I like the over, just my gut. If it's, if it's somewhere in the mid-50s, I like the over. Um, I know the, the Bengals' defense looked like they were good last week, but the Steelers sucked nuts. So, like... I don't think their defense is actually that great. I think there could be a lot of points here. Over under 15 and a half. Okay, love it, love it. Yeah, my thing is, is, is the Bengals' defense uh, starting to become one of the elite defenses in the NFL? Uh, in the uh, Crap Bowl, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, six and a half point favorites against the New York Jets. Note, this is something that only I know. You guys are going to be laughing to hear this. The New York Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles, ever. Ever? What? I did not know that. Well, my comment is I think this could be the week. The Jets, Jets uh, putting a win win on the board last week. I know it wasn't a super impressive one, but, um, you know, Zach Wilson was, didn't make too many errors. Uh, their defense is, is, you know, what helped, held them to 13 last week. So I think the Jets stand a real chance here. Yeah, I think people are kind of um... – they were too high on the Eagles when they were kind of having their decent run. They just lost to the Giants. Um, 61% of early bets are on Philly, but 73% of the money is on the Jets. So that line has come down from seven to six and a half. Sharp money likes Jets. I do too. It's interesting when you talk about the, the money in this game. Uh, the state of New Jersey is now the leading sports betting state in the country ahead of Nevada. And this is, you know, 
Philly, right outside of Jersey. Jets play in Jersey. The games we played in Jersey. This is this has got to be a highly, highly bet game, just because of the fandom that's attached to it. Um, Bunch I, of skis bags, Jersey skis bags, Philly skis bags. My question is, <laughs> and I'm going to pull it up on Gambit after. Uh, will Miles Sanders run for 250 yards against the Jets this week? Two four o'clock games. The all of a sudden. In the playoffs, Washington Sports Club CrossFitters, two-and-a-half-point dogs against the Vegas Raiders. So Washington is kind of getting screwed here. The Raiders, they had that win on Thanksgiving against Dallas, which was earlier in the day. Um, and then Washington had to play Monday night, last night, and then they're flying all the way to Vegas. Great point. Um, so how does travel and the short schedule affect Washington, and how does extra rest affect that really is a bad job by the NFL giving one team yeah. 10 days and one team like five and a half yeah, and put that team cross-continental. That's an interesting point. Yeah, so so for me, it's, it's all about Darren Waller. He's, I think, unlikely to play here for the Raiders. That's a huge weapon to lose for them on offense. Uh, if he plays, I like their chances. If he doesn't, I kind of like the football team here. I was kind of shocked that the Raiders won that, that Thanksgiving game. It's going to be interesting to see if, the, if, if Washington can get on some kind of little roll here. Um, but Schmidt, I'm with you. That is that they are actually the odds are stacked against them, just given the whole situation. Yeah. Um, is this the get-right game for the Rams? Rams 12 and a half point favorites at home against the Jaguars. Yeah, my question is: is are the Rams bad? Um, they're trying to force big plays instead of kind of sticking with that slice and dice run game that kind of brought um, made them um, as good as they have been. So I don't I don't know what. They're thinking there. Uh, Urban Meyer's looking at the Notre Dame job. Rams are going to cruise. <laughs> My little take on this is OBJ actually a bigger fraud than Aaron Rodgers? I say yes. In <laughs> um, what is probably the best rivalry, in my opinion, currently in the NFL, um, not all time, but currently, uh, the Baltimore Ravens are three and a half point favorites at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I was shocked to find out that this is Jackson's only third start against Pittsburgh. He's only played him twice. Um, I personally can't bet on the corpse that is Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, uh, th- this this is not like I think that what happened with Lamar Jackson is not going to happen again. That that kind of abysmal game he put up on Sunday night. Um, he had four picks. He he's good for one of those games a year, and he always figures out how to get right. Um, I think the Ravens cruise here. Can the Steelers run the ball? Can the Steelers rush Jackson into mistakes? That's my that's my theme in this game. 49ers, three and a half point dogs at the Seattle Seahawks, which we talked, we spent a few minutes talking about earlier, the state of the Seahawks. And everyone's given up on the Seahawks, and rightfully so, but the 49ers are missing their best running back and receiver, Debo Samuel. Um, I think that is trouble for the 49ers offense. Yeah, this, this on paper, if you would have asked me before the start of the season, would have been the game of the day. Uh, Seahawks have really dropped off. I, I, As a Steelers fan, playing at the same time, I ain't going to pay a lick of attention to this one. Is Russell Wilson still interested in winning games in Seattle? Sunday night game. Uh, a team that I really picked on early. They, were, they started 3-0. and I kept saying they're not very good. They're not very good. They're playing pretty well. The Denver Broncos are a big 9.5-point underdog at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, unders have hit. Um, nine of 11 games for the Broncos this year. Will that change with the, the offense from the Chiefs? Um, yeah, I, I, am, 
I would have picked this line as well. I would have said eight or nine points, so I'm, I'm probably going to stay away here. I like the Chiefs to win, but not blow them out of the water. Are the Chiefs back to being the Chiefs yet? Are they going to be back to being the Chiefs yet? Clearly the game of the week. The game of the week here. The game of the week in the NFL. The game of the freaking week. The New England Patriots. I'm shocked that they're underdogs in this game. I'm telling you right now before we get into our pick segment, I'm taking the Pats. I'm putting the fucking bar on it. I might throw about $100,000 of bar money on this game. The New England Patriots are two and a half point underdogs at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, game of the week. I think it might be the game of the year. Um, I'm curious to see how Josh Allen will react going against that Belichick defense. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think it's going to gonna be a closer one than you think, Chris. I think the Bills stand a good chance. They finally had their get-right week last week. They have a lot of rest coming off of a Thursday Thanksgiving game. Uh, they've had a lot of time to prepare. Um, and I think on paper their personnel is better than the Pats. So it's interesting. I looked this morning. Um, when you do uh, offensive defensive rankings, it's based on overall yardage. The Bills are the number one defense in the NFL. The Patriots are the number four defense. When it comes to scoring against, the Patriots are number one in the NFL. Bills are number two in the NFL per game. Patriots have played one more game, so they've given up a couple more points. But per game, they're number one. Um, the Patriots' biggest stat defensively, or really it's offense and defense stat, is they're number two in the NFL at plus-minus turnovers. That is where this game is so different. Yep. The Pats have been turning teams over left and right. They've, yep. been, they've been intercepting the ball at such a pace. They've won six in a row. Um, their offense, to jump to the offensive side, they don't turn it over a ton. Mac can throw a pick here and there. Um, the Pats, for years and years and years, that was always the controversy behind Deflategate. Don't fumble the football. The New England Patriots, under Bill Belichick, 20 years, they just don't fumble the football. It's incredible. And I know there was a lot said then. They deflate the ball, it's easier to hold on to. You know, you could argue that. But since Deflategate, they still don't fumble the football. Um, is Mac Jones ready for prime time? This is a game for first place. This is a game for potentially the one seed in the AFC. At least it sets up these couple of weeks where they're going to go back to back. But it's a big game. It's Monday night football. It's the Manning Cats. It's all the bells and whistles. Um, my question to you guys is, is Mac Jones up to what this is as an event? I don't think Mac Jones is up to what Josh Allen is. I think he has shown that he is capable of playing, making good decisions. I don't think Mac Jones is going to win the Patriots this game. I think if the Patriots win, it's because of their defense, like you were saying. But I, I think he is capable of not losing it. Yeah, I agree with you, um, Billy, there. I want him to be up for it because I want him to win Rookie of the Year. But we were watching the game here last week, and he missed a few just wide-open throws. Um, you know, he's like a good game manager, but I don't know if he can keep up with Josh Allen if it turns into more of a um, high-paced shootout. Fair. All right, let's, let's jump around picks. Um, I'm about to do mine, as I always do in the last minute here, so why don't you guys start with yours, NFL picks. All right, I'm going to start with the COVID Cowboys. I'm taking them minus three and a half on Thursday night football. Get you a little bet to start your week off. Uh, three and a half points, not enough. I don't care if it's Trevor Simeon. I don't care if it's Taysom Hill. Saints don't know what they're doing on offense. The Cowboys, this is a get-right game for them. Uh, they should roll even without the, the head coach. They have not announced that any significant players are out with COVID. 
Uh, I like the Cowboys three and a half. Yeah, I'm following suit with you. I'm a Cowboys uh. lane three and a half. That's probably not a good sign, but I think this offense is going to look a lot better, and Saints just haven't really proven much with that offense. My bets are ready, so I'm going to give you my first one. Bank it Thursday night. The New Orleans Saints will beat the Dallas Cowboys. Taysom Hill will have a big game. The Saints will get the running game. Kamara's back. Ingram's back. Taysom's back. The Cowboys, who are they? That loss to the Raiders at home, and then go back a few weeks, they lost the, got killed by the Broncos at home. There's something just not quite right with this team. They, 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 they've shown big signs at times. Then times it's just terrible. They don't have their head coach. We don't know who else might be out with COVID between now and Thursday. We have 48 hours till that game. And I think there's the Hill, Ingram, Kamara backfield is just going to mash and run the ball and find little ways to keep the chains moving and keep the ball possessed and keep first downs going. I love the Saints plus three and a half. It is going to be interesting to see. At home in the dome. With, with Taysom Hill there, I think they're going to be running like the Georgia Tech triple option. They might. They very well might. It'll be interesting to see what they do on offense. The, the uncertainty, I'm staying away from it. Of any coach in the NFL, Sean Payton is the best in these situations. My second pick, I talked about it earlier, Chargers, Banger, Bengals, Bengals, over 50 and a half. Uh, I, I think as good as the Bengals defense looked, I, am, I hinted at it, it's because they played a shitty Steelers offense. Uh, I don't think the Bengals defense is elite. I think we're going to see points here. We already know that the Chargers defense is not elite. Um, we know both these quarterbacks are solid. I think we're going to hit 50 and a half. Um, my second pick will be the Bears plus seven and a half. I just think it's a half point too much um, for the Cardinals. They're traveling. It's going to be cold. Um, a little rusty, maybe, with these players coming off injury. I've got the Cardinals minus 7.5. I think it's a freaking blowout. I think the Bears flat suck. Um, <laughs> they they squeak by the Lions on Thanksgiving. I thought the Lions were finally going to win their first game. It didn't happen. But that that's not because of any Bears greatness. They have they have so much trouble moving the football. I Unless this weather is absolutely horrific, and I admit have not looked at the weather reports. Check weather reports. That's really important with betting, guys. If Schmidt's right and there's some just crazy snow and wind in Chicago, then maybe I'm, then maybe don't follow me on this and maybe I won't even put the money in because I'm gonna check the weather beforehand. I love the Cardinals to bounce back here. I think they are just an underappreciated nine and two team. I think this team, we'll see where it goes, but I'm kind of liking them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've actually my my pick is cards as well. Um, I think seven and a half is not enough. I think the Bengals are stinky or the Bears are stinky. Uh, stinky. They're stinky. stinky. They're stinky. That's that's like past suck, but you're not you're not total shit. Like they're not like no wins, but they're they're past suck, but they're not shit. They're stinky. Um, but the Cardinals are not. Cardinals are the opposite of that. Where I don't know if they're elite, but they're better than good, and they should win this by more than seven and a half. My third pick will be the Jets plus six and a half. I no, don't do it. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't think Philly should be laying almost a touchdown to anyone. <laughs> All right. I, I, yeah. My third pick. Uh, I like the Dolphins to cover three and a half. I think the Giants can't score. Um, I, I don't almost know why Saquon Barkley just shelled himself. Jones just looks confused out there. They've got weapons, but they cannot seem to figure it out. They fired Jason Garrett. Uh, they let Freddie Kitchens call plays, and they scored 13 points instead of 10. It really wasn't much better. <laughs> this Miami team, I, you know, we going way back early in the season, we talked about 
how the NFL is a, is a league full of 500 teams. And early in the year, the Broncos started 3-0, and um, and the Carolina Panthers started 3-0. I'm like, yeah, they're going to start losing. I felt like the Miami Dolphins were part of this pack. They started with a terrible record, losing really tight games. I don't love Tua. I really like this Miami defense. They seem to find ways to win. I think Brian Flores is a highly underrated head coach in the NFL. The Dolphins have won a few in a row here. I think they keep it going. I think they win something like 20 to 10 here. So they, I haven't looked at the over-under. This might be a really good under bet, but I like the Dolphins minus three and a half. I am going to wrap up my picks with my most confident pick of the week. The Ravens are going to beat the shit out of my Steelers. Three and a half is not enough. I was shocked, absolutely shocked that it was only three and a half, maybe because of Lamar's performance on Sunday night. But again, like I said earlier, he is not going to repeat that performance. The Steelers cannot move the ball. The defense does not look like what it was before. The Ra- the Ravens are going to win this game by solid 10. So I will be um, rounding out my vomit picks with <laughs> Seattle Seahawks plus 3.5. Might be the only person in the country betting on Chicago, the Jets, and the Seahawks this week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think missing Debo Samuel will be really difficult for the 49ers. My final pick, my most confident pick, is the New England Patriots plus two and a half on Monday night. I think the Pats win this game by seven to 10 points. I think it's a great football game. I think they close it late. I think they force turnovers. I think this is a destiny team, everybody. And I'm not just saying that as the bar owner of the Patriots bar in Washington, DC. There is something about the way they've built Mac Jones Little by little over the course of the season, they went super conservative early. A lot of people were bitching about the way McDaniels was managing him, wouldn't let him open it up. Now he's starting to open it up. Now you're seeing a little more out of those wide receivers than you were early. And this defense, this is Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's defenses are always far better in November, December than they are in September, October. That is how it's always been. There is a reason this man has six Super Bowl rings. He knows how to make a team and specifically in this case, the defense peak when they need to. They are starting to peak. They are starting to pressure the quarterback more and they are definitely forcing turnovers. I think the Pats win this game. Uh, We're gonna call it 27-20. Somewhere in that neighborhood, I think it's gonna be a good scoring game. I do think that offenses will do a little more, but I think it's gonna be because there's some turnovers that set up some short fields. Not so much that we're looking at a ton of yards here. Um, so I think I think there's an argument to be made that this defense is peaking a little too early versus some bad opponents, but I think Monday night will play out whether Chris is right or whether I am right. This will be a great game to watch and a good challenge for the Patriots. Pat's coming off a blowout win against an 8-3 first-place Titans team. Um, so I don't know what these bad teams are talking about. Titans are bad right now. Screw their record. They're not who they were. They don't have their They're now 8-4. Um, guys, this is like... The biggest weekend we've had in a while uh, here at Dirty Water. Uh, Note, if you're watching now, Friday, don't come here. We've got like a bunch of private parties. We have a bunch of holiday parties. Uh, It's going to be all private Friday night. If you're not part of one of those parties, don't even come here because we're not going to let you in the door. Uh, Every space is taken. Saturday, get here early. Get here often. Get here. uh, All the conference championship games on Saturday. Of course, you know which one we're excited about here. The Georgia Bulldogs, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Kickoff at 4 o'clock, but obviously there's noon games as well. These doors will open at 11 a.m. So you can come bet on Gambit. So you can come start on your $40 all-day open bar. 
If you don't know, that's what we do on college football Saturdays. You can drop 40 bucks and drink from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. It's the dumbest deal in Washington, D.C. It's, it's, what, it's what we do uh, for all the Georgia games, the halftime flip cup, the country music, the whole show. We're ready. We're so excited for this SEC championship game amongst all the conference championship games. Sunday NFL, whoever gets here first gets the sound because Monday night is Patriots, Bills, Pats fans, get here early. I'll post whatever specials we're doing that I haven't even figured it out yet. Monday night football for first place, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. We got to pack this house. We are, we are so excited. This is like, these are basically, well, obviously with the college football, it is playoffs, conference playoff. Mm -hmm. But these are playoff level games we're getting to now with football. Uh, we're getting into December now. It's really, really exciting stuff. We are going to announce soon. I realized something the other day. What did you realize? We have now been open for 50 months. Wow. Dirty Water's been open for 50 months. So we're going to have a 50-month celebration. I don't know when we're going to do it, but it's coming up soon. You'll see it on social media. I'm going to come up with some ridiculous promotion for it. have no idea what I'm going to do with it yet, but it's coming. So Dirty Water, 50 months down, 500 months to go. I don't know. That might kill me, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, any last thoughts, guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of talked about it at the beginning. I'll probably be not on the podcast every single week. I will do my best to come across town to be with you guys and be with these guys uh, whenever I can. Um, you're in wonderful hands. Frankly, my picks have been wrong more than they've been right, so you're probably in better financial hands as well. I will leave you with this for listening till the end of the show. My secret juicy parlay. Pitt Panthers money line, Baltimore Ravens money line, parlay baby, they're both going to smash. Um, check out rotogrinders.com for these conference championship previews, as well as use scoresandodds.com um, for all your betting tools and needs. Um, I will be here Saturday watching the Hilltoppers versus the Roadrunners <laughs> at 7 p.m. <laughs> Last thing is always our first thing. Billy skipped the recap. I went seven and two this past week. I went seven and two the week before. So that's 14 for last two weeks, guys. Had to brag. Had to do Had it. Had to brag. Had to brag. All right, guys. That was episode 18 of the second season of the Dirty Water Podcast. Thanks, guys. See ya. Peace.